Sparty is the Australian Open champion. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Our Ash won the Australian Open last year. She's now retired. One of the real stars of the tennis world. Um, great Australian too, Ash Barty. How can you not love her? Oh, just a champion. Just honestly, in so like many it's, ways. The person you watch the screen, you're just proud of, aren't you? Yeah. And you yeah. love that. And she's just so humble. So humble. Yeah, I love that. I believe she's expecting too. Um, oh, she's nice. pregnant with her partner, which is fantastic news um, for them. Let's get to Roger Rashid now. Morning, Roger. Morning, guys. Luke, Josh, how are you, boys? Oh, we're super, mate. Uh, great to speak to you. Um, really exciting time in tennis. Australian Open not far away. And we've got this United Cup final today as well. Yeah, that's right. So we're, the United Cup's been around in been in Perth and Brisbane and, and now in Sydney with the finals. So, uh, it's, you know, it's an exciting teams event where, where it uh, has the as tennis players, male and females, combining together and, and trying to get it done for their country. So we've seen a lot of enthusiasm, excitement, obviously some uh, parochialism with our fans around Australia who have come and supported their their nations and um, you know, so that, that's been a that's been a real highlight in that in the first opening week and a half of um, a, a week and a half of the tennis season in you know for this year. USA v Italy today. For some of our listeners who who might not be super familiar with the United Cup, can you give us a general overview of how it works and the concept behind it? Yeah, look, I, th- I think the. Um, the whole idea was, you know, we had we had uh, we had a men's event here, which is a which is a teams event to the last couple of years and through COVID, and uh, which is unfortunate because it didn't have the fans, obviously. But uh, then it was then it was just a progression of that and, and trying to make sure we can uh, we can sort of unite everybody together and actually play that. It's you know, it's a, a teams format is always exciting, and a, and a country a country format where you're representing your country is always. Uh, you know that parochialism is, is what we love about sport, and uh, so to actually have the the two two um, the men's and the women's tours come together and actually create a formula where you know there are they played it over you know the ties were played over two days, and uh, you played your singles and doubles and and uh, and you know and and so just and then found and found the winner after that, and so I just think. Um, you know, to, to get behind each other, you know, it's tennis in general. You know, the beauty about the uh, male and females game is, uh, in our sport, in, t- in tennis, for example, is there's never really been. You know, we don't compare. Uh, we don't. We just. We just. We just know that there are great athletes out there playing tennis, um, and they. And you know, the, the games are slightly different in the way. You know, the, the different types of styles that uh, they play on both sides. But uh, there's never been a comparison of the. Of the the genders, and, and I think that's been that's been a highlight of, of world tennis. That's the United Cup Australian Open commences January sixteen. Novak Djokovic, a dollar ninety five. Tab dot com dot au to win the uh, men's singles. He's back, the Joker. Yeah, he is in Adelaide. He's in the final um, where I am at the moment, and uh, we'll be commentating that final uh, tonight at six o'clock. And he plays Sebastian Corda, who's uh, famous quarter name. His father Peter won the Australian Open. His two uh, sisters uh, have won the Australian Open golf uh, as well. He, one of his sisters was the number one player in the world, and and his other sister got to nine in the world. And um, so that's just some great. And his mother was a, a former uh, women's tennis tennis player on the WTA tour. And so that's a what a pedigree of a family. And so Sebastian Court is a young. Uh, 
young lad who's got a big game and who will challenge Novak tonight. But Novak looked um, in, in a, an amazing form uh, yesterday against his, his win against Medvedev. Had a slight uh, scare where he went out for a ball on the forehand side and, and then he thought he just may have tweaked his hamstring right up high in, the, uh, in his thigh up um, on his left leg. And so that was a bit of a concern for about half an hour for the Novak camp. He went off the court and had a... Uh, timeout and, and a medical timeout just came back with some strapping saw how it was ended up playing quite freely throughout the course of the game but his ball striking was about as pure a ball striking I think you can get uh, that, that anyone's ever played the game he barely hits the ball out of the middle of the that doesn't uh, hit the middle of the racket and uh, he's definitely a, a for minor uh, quite a clear favorite at the Australian Open. Roger, Rafael Nadal has lost his um, lead-up match to the Australian Open. Where do you think that sits him, mate? Do you think uh, he's under a bit of pressure now or he'll just brush that off and be, and be fine for the Open? Uh, well, he's, it, a couple of things, yeah. Look, first of all, he, he's, such a, he's such a great sporting champion that he, he normally just keeps his eyes forward and looks ahead and understands it wasn't the ideal preparation for him as far as uh, having to... You know, having having a couple of losses, he finds a little bit of form, but uh, wasn't his ideal form. But that won't rattle his cage because when you get to the Australian Open, it's best out of five sets. You have an opponent up the other end who looks you in the eyes and says, "Oh well, I've got to get past the doll here. Uh, how does that work for me?" So there's, you know, so he gets a bit of a t- he gets a bit of time to play himself into the tournament. He's a defending champion. Last year he was uh, he won the won the Australian Open, went down and won the French Open. He was in the semi-finals of Wimbledon. So at that time, his form was, you know, he was he was the player of the year. And uh, he had to default and um, against uh, Nick Kyrgios, which put Nick into the final because of an injury. So um, he didn't actually get to the semi-finals of that. So I think he's going to be fine. He, as I said, he, he sits probably just under under Novak as, uh, as I said, Novak's definitely the favourite. But Rafa's, you know, as we know, he's a leading major champion at 22 um, 22 majors. He's very hard to beat in these times, but uh, definitely shifting times for him. He's a he's a dad now, uh, a new dad, and so he's got a different type of, you know, that that sort of changes a lot of a lot of your mentality. Not the competitiveness, but there are other things to take care of. All of a sudden, when you've got a when you've got a young child, you sort of become this protective person, and um, uh, you know you you got a little bit of you got a bit of an eye on uh, on what's going on there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I know we're talking about uh, Rafael Nadal at the moment, and he's, you know, one of the great tennis players ever. But in these pre-tournaments before the Australian Open, for like a young guy um, who wants to go, who wants to go well, do you think it's important for them to play well in these tournaments, or do you think it's more just a warm-up for the big for the big Australian Open? Uh, I think for for the the remainder of the field, it's um, you know you're playing to. You obviously, if you're a top ten player, you're trying to you're trying to play and build your tennis towards the major because you you know you feel like you're a real opportunity of of going deep into the tournament and having some uh, some you know second week success and putting yourself out uh, with an opportunity to win one of those one of these events. But you know for the rest of the field, you know if you have success and you win a tournament in the first week of the year, that's that's a major achievement. Uh, you know, if you if you make a semi-finals, if you're you know if you're winning matches, it's it's you know you're you're starting the year uh, progressing in the right way. You know, the majors are hard to win uh, in any code. Uh, they're they're just hard to win, and and the very few do have the ability to uh, take those out. So for the rest of the field, it's it's the start of the year. Every tournament's enormously important, and um, 
you know, as for Novak, I mean, Novak could have easily, just to give you an example, he could have easily turned up uh, when he tweaked, sort of thought he tweaked a little hamstring. He could have easily pulled out of that event uh, last night, but he stayed the course. It's a stepping stone for him. It's really important. He's he's 33 and zero now um, in Australia, so he hasn't lost in the last 33 matches he's played. I know there's some, um, I'm sure, inside his mind, he won't probably say this, but he'd like to go and leave Australia undefeated um, and claim his 10th Australian Open. And, and you know, he's got, a, he's got a lot of emotion attached to uh, this year's journey to Australia as well with what happened last year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think he'll get the job done tonight, but also leading into uh, Melbourne. It'll be interesting to see how the, let's hope the Australian public do in do endorse and put their arms around Novak when he when he comes out to play because you know we do love to see superstars playing our sports. Yep, I think he deserves our respect a million percent. Um, uh, I don't think he should be defined by you know making a personal choice to not get vaccinated or anything like that. Um, and he is an absolute champion of the game. Um, the men's tournament for the Australian Open, Roger, number one seed is out. How's that going to impact the tournament? Yeah, Carlos Alcaraz, a 19-year-old, you know, and you, you know, there'll be a lot of people thinking, who is the number one seed? Yeah, who are listening? But um, you know, young Spaniard who has come on the scene and had some great mentors around him. Look at you know the, the Spaniard journey, the the trial of uh, champions that have come out of Spain. That, so you, you know, your education's enormous, and uh, you know, he won the U.S. Open, uh, Alcaraz, and, and then slowed up a little bit towards the end of the year. There was a little bit of fatigue that set in, which is very normal, but. Uh, so for him to miss will be disappointing because when you're the number one seed going into a major, there's there's some kudos around that. There's some excitement around that. And uh, it would have been a first-time experience for him. Um, and, you know, he may have that chance again. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. But uh, So that's a little bit disappointing. But it, it moves Nadal into that number one spot. What it does also is it puts Novak Djokovic, who's, who's ranked five in the world at the moment, purely because he missed the US Open, um, and there were no points at the U- at Wimbledon last year, which which he won. So, um, so he moves into that fourth spot, which gives him uh, some separation in the seeding. So, it's a it's a good shift for Novak, uh, a happy one for him. And and uh, as I said, Nadal will take that number one spot. Yeah. Who are you liking on the women's draw, mate? Um, it's a yeah. It's, it's going to be a great tournament. Sabalenka. Yeah, she, it is. She was eleven dollars second favourite. Yes, she is. And um, Sabalenka last year, look, the women's have started off, uh, you know, they, they've had they've had a great run also in the first week and a half. We've seen some really exciting, um, uh, we've got a young qualifier who's in the final of the uh, Australia, the Adelaide tournament at the moment. Had a match point against her um, in the first round of qualifying. So you've got to win a couple of rounds of qualifying to to get through to the, um, Naskova's her name. And she's, and she's, uh, you know, she, to have a match point against you and then have another match point uh, in the main draw against her, against uh, Victoria Azarenka in the round before, uh, is an, an enormous achievement. So she takes on Zabalenka, who you said is the second favourite. Remember last year, you might remember Zabalenka had a real situation with her serve where she had the yips and was serving a, a bunch of double faults and in, in, in double figures throughout the course of the match. They seem to have gone. Um, let's hope they don't turn up again. But uh, she's got some... She's, She's, her ball striking's been been outstanding, and obviously, um, Schweitzer's the number one seed. Will be number one seed, the favourite Australian Open. She's taken over from Ash Barty. The baton's been passed over, and uh, she ran with it in 2022, and um, was a real dominant player, and which was great to see. We want to see the number one player uh, be a dominant force, and then we want to see rivalries within the women's game as well. And hopefully, we start to get those where there's. Um, 
with a lot of young young women coming up who are playing some some outstanding tennis. So we are seeing a changing of the times, but we're seeing an exciting changing of the times, both on the men's side and the women's side. But I think Schweitek, uh, for mine, she's hit the ball well at the United Cup and um, and looking forward to seeing whether she can actually take the Australian Open out. 265 favourite to do so. Roger, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it.